tell me about the journey of how you got to Barcelona. And I thought I was going to get this internship. They loved me and I didn't get it. Mm. And I was looking around like, what? The next day, my buddy tags me in a Facebook post from Barcel Sports that says, we're looking for interns this summer. Without Brooks Young tagging me in that Facebook we post. We wouldn't be here today. No <laughs> shot. No <laughs> shot. It's very funny. That summer in August, the Heisman Foundation season desist for a tailgate Heisman. <laughs> she told me while I was eating Chipotle in our kitchen or surrounded by other people, <laughs> she came up to me and she tapped me and she said, oh, by the way, you're off the show. Dave said he doesn't want you on the show anymore, so that's that. What, what's your like North Star? Like, wh where do you want to be in five years? Do you think about it all? Like, what's the ultimate goal? I don't just want to be a faceless, like, oh, this like robot, this happened. Yeah. Like, I want to give opinions and whatnot. And I think I've done a good job at that. But essentially, I want to get out of the green screen. I want to like report on the stories, like where they're happening. Other than uh, him uh, kicking you off the show, what's your what's your best Dave Portnoy story? What's up, guys? Welcome into the Next Up podcast. I'm Adam Brenneman. We are in Manhattan, New York City today. Going to talk to my man Jack Mack from Barstool. Uh, I've been trying to have Jack Mike on for a while. His trajectory to being one of the most prominent creators on TikTok and the sports space to one of the biggest names at Barstool has been awesome. And he's got a ton of good insight. His story's inspirational and just everything he knows about the sports world, the inner workings of Barstool, and how to create content uh, in 2023. So I'm excited to talk to him. You guys are going to love it. Before we get there, please subscribe to this podcast if you're watching on YouTube, if you're on audio, on, on Apple or Spotify. Uh, please leave us a rating, share it with your friends, leave us a comment wherever you're at. Follow me on social media at Adam Brenneman or at Next Up with Adam. All your guys' support allows me to travel around the country and have the best guests in sports on this podcast. So I appreciate all the love. Let's go talk to Jack Mack. Next up. What's up, guys? It's Adam Brenneman. It's now holiday season. You guys are looking for gifts. I'm telling you right now, check out our merch store. We have super high-quality merch. My favorite is this college football tee. If you're a college football fan, you need this thing. We have college basketball tees, tons of merch for college sports fans. Use the code ADAMB15 for 15% off at checkout. Go get some college football merch and check out our other styles today. Yeah, we just get into it, man. I appreciate you doing this. I'm, yeah. I've, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. I've been I've been trying, trying, yeah. to, trying to get you on, and you're, I mean... You're just blowing up, man. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's awesome. It's tough getting you on. It's like it's like you're like an A-lister now. <laughs> I don't know about that, but things things are good. But you know, I mean, we do like a lot of the same stuff, like posting, social media. It goes well, and then sometimes it doesn't. Like it's 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 a lot like sports. Like sometimes it's going perfect, and then like for whatever reason, it'll just it's like so stop. Funny. So I just know there's you never know what's coming next. Do, do you feel like I never know? Like I'll post a video and think it's going to go viral. It gets like 4,000 views. And then, yeah. I'll, and then I'll post one that I think is going to be terrible, and it ends up ripping for millions of views. Like, do you, do you feel like you have a good sense of what's going to do well? What, I mean, all your stuff does well. But no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. You Sometimes know? things won't do well that you say a certain word. I think, like, algorithm. specifically, <laughs> like, the algorithm, like, TikTok, like, there's sometimes things, and I'm like, this should be, like, mega, yeah. mega, because I know the story's good. I know people care about it. Yeah. But... For whatever reason, it kind of gets left behind. And yeah. then, yeah, sometimes there's ones that I almost didn't do the video. Yeah. And then it, it it's like it the highest performing one of the month. Like yeah. I almost didn't do one recently about Mark Cuban and how he. Oh, that was good. Like, yeah. yeah. But that one did really well for me. But I almost didn't do that one. Like I thought, oh, maybe it would do well. Yeah. I guess my biggest thing that I go back and forth is with how do I decide 
obviously posting a lot's good, but how do you decide not to oversaturate it? You know yeah. what I mean? So, but things are good. I will sometimes think something's going to go viral and it doesn't. Yeah. And it, but that's why you just got to post. Like, yeah. just like the, it's like anything. There's so many things I want to ask you, man. That, and what you just said, I was planning on going a different route. We'll start with this. So you just said you don't, you play, you try not to oversaturate the, your posting. You know, I, I've, thought about that a lot because I, I post a lot of I'll uh-huh. post like four or five videos a day yeah. on, on all platforms so really like across platforms like 20, 30 pieces of content a day yeah. um, and I've thought about that a lot right I've been like are we are we focusing enough on am I focused enough on making sure that like what I'm posting is really quality or am I thinking more about just like putting as much out as possible know, yeah. and it's a balance I've always thought well the more you post the more chances you get to go viral is, yes. and all that but then I do think that like sometimes I, I sacrifice the quality a little bit of like yeah. I'm just kind of posting the post and not thinking how do you approach it like do you think about i'm, I'm gonna post this many times a day or are you like giving yourself time to think about your content and because i mean that, that takes research so the content you produce yeah. is really with that high quality stuff so it's kind of on monday there was a lot going on yeah and i think i posted six or seven times there was the danny devito thing then yeah. there was a bunch of other stories yeah and that's perfect. But then today I was looking before I got here I, for the past hour. Or so I was trying to find something to do. And sometimes there's just not a lot of stories. Yeah. And that's something that I'm going to work on more for 2024. So when there are these days yeah. where there's not a lot going on on the Internet, something's yeah. not popping off. What do you post then? And do you, you kind of have things banked and yeah. so you can do it? So that's something I want to plan on in 2024. But I also, I think algorithms are interesting because they say they want you to post, post, post. Yeah. But then sometimes I'll notice because at Barstool, I've ran a lot of social media accounts, mm-hmm. brand accounts, my account, yada, yada, yada. I've seen when you post a lot, then it just does, the accounts almost standing in the algorithm almost goes down. Like you went from averaging 2,000 to 3,000 likes or however many views and then it goes down to 500 likes 400 likes and so how do you balance that because you want to put stuff out yeah but you don't know if you want to sacrifice your i think specifically on instagram the algorithm as the more your stuff goes off then it's much more likely that the next one does i don't think it's that much that way on tiktok yeah but these point, yeah. algorithms are very hard to understand. Yeah. And you can drive yourself crazy yeah. trying to understand them. Yeah. So that's why I just say just post, post <laughs> and then you'll kind of find a flow. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and th- that's the ultimate, you'll learn from just posting yeah. and just, but quality, I always say like, people may focus too much on quality because even if you're saying, oh, maybe I'll sacrifice the quality a little bit, but mm. all of your posts, that I see from you, they're all, the quality's good. Just sometimes they don't hit the right demographics, yeah. the right algorithm, yeah. whatnot. So that's the weird thing. Yeah, I think, I think too, like the quality, there's like quality of like high production. Mm. And I've been actually talking to like my, the people that help me with my podcast and, and different people on the team, like about, there's a difference between quality and everyone when they hear quality thinks like oh like great lighting and a good microphone mm. and good audio but when i say quality really i mean like 
the quality like when I see your videos your yeah. content it's like oh that's a quality piece of content in the sense that you're not like professionally shooting this I'm not you, but, but you're putting a lot of thought into like what you're saying and, and, and great like great content like it's pe- things people want to watch but like, I could have a very high edited a well edited video with great mm-hmm. transitions and if what I'm saying is not interesting it's yeah. not going to do well so it's like that's the balance too and everyone wants like the great cameras but at the end of the day I'll sacrifice the quality if 100%. we ever, like this podcast right now the reality is our conversation and how well it does and how well we promote it will decide how well it does 100%. not really how great the cameras are no yeah yeah. <laughs> you know? the cameras are great the lightings are great but I would say that for people that are just starting or just, just want to do yeah. they'll they'll spend all this time researching how to get the perfect camera the perfect yeah. this that the other I will say you do want a camera that's at least pretty good yeah most iPhones are that mm-hmm. and you want a decent enough audio recently yeah. I noticed my audio was sounding a little muffly and it was because my phone i dropped it recently and then like some <laughs> i think i dropped it i was in a park walking around and i dropped it and i think some dirt got inside the mics so i had to like clean it out and then the next video i was like oh that's how i'm supposed to sound <laughs> but those little things are important but it's so much more important to ju- to just do it yeah you just essentially say hey i'm going to go out here make whatever it's about it could be about college football it could be yeah. about plants it could yeah. be about how you set up a podcast studio yeah but people focus so much on getting the perfect mic perfect camera perfect and then before you know it you you just you never do it yeah and it's like you're never going to be 100 percent ready to do it yeah it's like no one's 100%. Yeah. How many times did you play a football game and you're at 100%? Zero. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that one. I mean, yeah. I know these guys right now, they have a month off before the playoff games, but like in Ohio State, Michigan, just as an example, I would assume every player that was in that game that played mm-hmm. was probably, I would say most of those guys were not even close to 75. Yeah. Like they're, but yeah. you don't have to be 100% to, mm-hmm. to go out there and you, like do what you do. Yeah. So that's just something I, and that's what I take like inspiration from sports and athletes because I think how they do it. Like tomorrow there's a big UFC card in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I talk with a lot of fighters, we'll interview them. And all of them say when they're walking to the cage, yeah, they feel great, there's adrenaline, but mm-hmm. a lot of them they're like, no, I'm, I've never been 100% in the cage. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's like, it's like yeah. You have to psych yourself up, but yeah. like if somebody asked them and said, well, how are you feeling? Like, yeah. it's, it's so, people get wrapped in, this is something I do too, and I have to remind myself, it's never going to be perfect. The time's never going to be perfect. You just have to do it, like right now. And yeah. it may stink, or it may yeah. not be good, and then you'll adjust. Yeah. Because if you wait for something to be perfect, never will it be. never will yeah. be. It's yeah. like, and you learn by just doing it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. how you learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's you there's no replacement for doing yeah you can learn stuff from like listening to podcasts or reading books youtube (laughs) but actually doing it is where you uh that's because i just did it so much that's why my stuff started to work it's just like i've been doing it well tell me about the journey of how you got to barcel real quick guys gonna interrupt jack mac just for a couple minutes to bring you a conversation i had with the ceo of one of our key sponsors Victor Track from Ekron Athletics. I'm excited to be joined now by the CEO of Ekron Athletics, Victor Track, uh, a friend of the podcast and and uh, 
We're excited to talk to you because such a fan of I have I have the product right here actually sitting beside me. I'm a I'm a big fan of Ekron and and uh, with my injury history, a lot of my problems with my lower body ligaments. You know, as a retired athlete now, after working out, I've been using the the massage gun, uh, your guys' product a ton every time after I work out. So excited to talk to you. My first question, I guess, get why, why start why uh, why you know work on this project and start Ekron Athletics? I myself was also an athlete. I grew up playing competitive tennis, junior tennis, and um, you know my knees were just shot, right? Like I, <laughs> I always just thought like, hey, this is what I get for playing tennis. Fast forward to about five years ago, a friend of mine invited me to go um, hike the John Muir Trail 240 miles, 40,000 feet of up, down. And I knew that it would just destroy my knees. Like I just (laughs) wouldn't be able to do it. But I went to a PT just because I was desperate. And she like really, she looked at my, like my, my stride and everything else told me that my IT band was very tight. And I'm very very skeptical. I'm like, why does my knee hurting have anything to do with like this IT band, right? And uh, but I let her go through her thing, and she just worked me for a few weeks. I was able to do the JMT. I was able to go run more than you know four or five miles without major knee pain. Uh, so fast forward uh, five years, and here we are. Like you know, I'm I'm running Ekron Athletics. I'm able to play a lot more tennis. I'm 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 running. I'm running a half marathon on Sunday. You know, and that's something I would never have been able to do. You know, it's an awesome story. You know, I, I I wish even thinking back to my playing career, I was always trying to find ways to you know. You mentioned the IT band, the hamstrings, all that kind of stuff. For me now, when I play pickleball or just do regular athletic things, it helps me so much in the market you know what what makes ekron in your opinion you know the the premier uh provider you know in, in in this market yeah i mean there's a lot of good companies out there um but there's a reason why uh wire cutter makes us one of the top recommendations why our reviews on amazon are like 4.8 4.9 um because we just make a really high quality product and we stand by it um i think if you go and look at the other you know, many uh, manufacturers massage guns, they'll give you a year warranty. We give a lifetime warranty because we stand by it. Um, yeah. We have 30 days, try to use it as much as you want. If you don't like it, we'll take it back, give you your money back. So, um, yeah, I think we just focused a lot on making sure that, um, you know, we use high quality components. Users love it for that reason. What's next for Akron Athletics? We've got some products that we're working on, uh, designing right now. And so I hope that we'll have them ready uh, in, sometime in 2024. Awesome. Well, yeah, congrats on all the success again. I. Love this thing. I appreciate you, you sending me one and uh, appreciate your support of the podcast. And it, the, the cool part for me is when people, companies like you, you guys support the podcast that I actually use and actually like, uh, it always makes a good fit. So I appreciate you taking the time. And for all of our listeners and, and, and viewers, you can check out ekronathletics.com today to, to find the model, the, the, the type of massage gun that, that's right for you. And special code next up for 25% off your purchase at checkout. So that's ekronathletics.com, E-K-R-I-N athletics.com use the code next up for 25 percent off your purchase uh, again victor appreciate your time and and uh, congrats all the success excited to see where you take this company in the future yeah awesome thanks for uh having me on adam i truly appreciate ekron athletics and their ceo victor track for all their support 
truly love what they're building, love their products, use them every single day. So appreciate all they've done for this podcast. Now back to Jackman. T- tell me about the journey of how you got to Barstool. Like, I, I actually don't know your whole story. So okay, like, I, I, I like, how did you get to Barstool to, because you were also, you were kind of behind the scenes for, for a little bit of Barstool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and do it. So like, take us through that path a little bit of how, how you got to this point. All right, so I would say, so I grew up in Connecticut. Yeah. Which was great. Go Huskies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Connecticut. Played sports. Um, I played football, basketball, baseball. It turned pretty clear more sophomore year, junior year of high school that it was, I could possibly go and play at a D3 school, but it wasn't going to be in the cards. And I had a really bad concussion my sophomore year playing basketball. And I, there, we were playing like a one, three, one press. Mm -hmm. And this guy, we, I was the one in the back. (laughs) <laughs> because I was on the scout team, it was varsity, and I was my coach, Coach Adams, was, was telling me, "No, you like act like a safety," and I was like, "All right." So, and then they were breaking the press in practice, and then the guy who caught it off the inbound threw it up in the middle, and sure enough, the six eight center was there, and I went up to get in, get it, and then we hit head to head, and then I hit my head on the ground, and that was 2012, 2013. Really bad concussion. Tried to push through it, not playing sports, but go to school and whatnot. Really messed me up. And I missed school for a while. Um, that happened in January. I didn't really go back to school until September. Damn. Okay. During that time, though, I started to write about sports. Um, basketball, in particular. The NBA. Before that, I always had blogs and whatnot that I would send to my friends. Yeah. But n- nothing really serious. Mm-hmm. And I always loved sports. And I really got into the basketball. And then I started doing kind of more stuff that I do on TikTok now, which is more covering the whole internet. Mm-hmm. And then I went to college uh, at Fordham. Mm-hmm. I did stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And when I did stand-up comedy, oh, really? Yeah. I really wanted to, I did a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say my freshman, sophomore year, I probably did 300, 400 sets. Mm-hmm. And it became clear when I was a sophomore I remember it specifically. There was this guy on stage on a show I was on, and he was so funny. Mm-hmm. And he was 42, and I was like, I'm never going to be that funny. <laughs> and he's this funny, and we're on the same show, and he's like, <laughs> like I, this isn't for me. Yeah. So then I started a blog called Tailgate Heisman um, in 20... 20- so just like started a website. Yes, okay. about college football. Yeah. I sold t-shirts. <laughs> um, I started, and I really went all in on it. it was all college football all the time. Tailgate Heisman. I built up, not big, but a Twitter, an Instagram. And from there, I kind of rock. I, it, was, it was looking good, and I thought it was something I, I wanted to do. I never had this goal of going to Barstool. But it's funny how things work out. I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to make Tailgate Heisman my life. However, I still need to get a job and whatnot while I'm still building this up. And I was going for this internship at, do you remember, I don't even know if the, the channel is still around. You know Epics? No. Okay, it's a TV, it's an HBO, but okay. yeah. one of those like stars. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. it's and I, inter, or I went for an interview at Epics mm-hmm. so, before my sophomore year summer. 
And I thought I was going to get this internship. They loved me and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking around like, what? <laughs> How did I not get this? <laughs> and then the next day, my buddy tags me, Brooks Young, tags me in a Facebook post from Barstool Sports that says, we're looking for interns this summer. And then he, sa- he tagged me in it. And if he didn't tag me in that post, never I would have never before. got to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. So the Brooks Young, I, he, I love out him. Brooks Young. <laughs> yeah, just shout out Brooks Young. Like, with, like legitimately, uh-huh. without Brooks Young tagging me in that Facebook We wouldn't post, be here today. No shot. No <laughs> shot. There's no shot you'd be on my podcast. No shot. <laughs> no it reason would, to have there you would be, it would, <laughs> Brooks Young, and it, it's funny how all of this worked because Brooks, he tags me in it. Tommy Smokes, who was Tom Scabelli, was my yeah. friend at Fordham. He was an intern there at the time. He went to Fordham too? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. And he was there. And then he said, hey, uh, we were looking through the interns and saw you applied. Um, let me know if you need anything. But I think you're going to get an interview with guys mm-hmm. who is Dave's. He's the head of social, essentially. Yeah. I got the interview, got an internship. Now, then I started the blog at Barstool about yeah. college football. Yeah. 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 And it's very funny. That summer in August, the Heisman Foundation sued me. Or season desist for tailgate Heisman. <laughs> and they said, you need to disassociate Heisman uh-huh. from, uh, or the Heisman wants to disassociate from this completely. And at that point, I was like, I wasn't even writing for it anymore. But... It was, if that happened and I was actually going all in on it, that would have been awful. But yeah. all that being said, then I started on a podcast with Casey Smith about college football. Mm-hmm. It was the j- comeback season with Johnny. Johnny would do a podcast on like w- once a month, but then she would have a weekend recap. And I would go on that. I'm still in college, mm-hmm. intern. And then it was me, her, and Dave at one point. And that was good. That was fun. And then I graduated. I was on the college football show that they do for one, mm-hmm. one episode. Dave kicked me off, called me boring. That's, I've, seen, I've seen the yes. clips of that. Wait, 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 wait. So you're an intern at this point, and they put you on a show with Dave. Were you, like, shitting your pants at that point? That's another thing I look back <laughs> on and think to myself – how did that happen? I, I, <laughs> I remember I, that was, that feels fake. Like that <laughs> when that was happening, I remember it was going to be me and Casey. Uh, and we were going in after week one of the 2018 season. And where she's like, oh, we're just going to talk about this, that, the other. And then I said, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then Dave walks in the studio. He says, no, I'm going to be on the show too. At that point, I was like, oh, I'm off. <laughs> because it was, uh, I was like, I'm off. Yeah. But he said, no, no, you can stay. And then uh, sometimes he wouldn't be on it because he, he, you know, he was so busy. But uh-huh. we did it 12 episodes or whatever. All that being said, it was crazy. We were, yeah, I, I don't even know if those, those episodes are definitely out there somewhere. But there's no video of them yeah. anywhere. <laughs> they were probably deleted. We did film them, but yeah. they, they were never posted on YouTube. So then, okay, so you do those episodes. How do you end up becoming full-time? So I was hired as an intern, as a social intern. Yeah. And that's something that I still do. 
But as an intern for social, I essentially would go through messages that Barcel would get, such as, you know, this was back in 2017, summer, um, fall, winter, of course. Mm-hmm. But in the summer, it was, you know, 2017 was peak. There was no TikTok to post on. People didn't really post stuff. They would do crazy stuff and they would send it to Barcel. Barcel, yeah. And I, that's right. You guys would repost all the stuff. Yeah. We, I, I, I've seen every possible shotgun beer yeah. ever. Like I've seen, <laughs> and I, that was the number one video I always sent in. And then there would be these random trends that would pop up. Like, uh, the, what was that one that was, everyone would freeze in the, uh, it, oh yeah, Penn State had a great one. They did yeah. a great. I forgot what it in was. The called. locker room or something. It was yeah. something. Yeah, mannequin. Not mannequin. Yeah, mannequin challenge. Ma- yeah, 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 mannequin yeah, yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I think a million of them. <laughs> five thousand mannequin challenges <laughs> against my will. Every high school football team thought it was the. Yeah. Every high school soccer team thought it was the funniest thing yeah. ever. But they, it was funny to them, not to us. Yeah. Anyways, that was a lot of what I did. Then I started working a lot on the Twitter. So I got hired as full time social and more blogger. Mm-hmm. And when I got hired, that was, I graduated 2019. And they told me before I graduated, hey, if you want, we want you to be here full time. And so, yeah, of course. And because during college, I went, I say, <laughs> all of my parents don't hear this, but I majored in Barstool during college. Yeah. Um, because I went to, I went into the office four days a week. <laughs> from in the college. Bronx, to, I would take the Metro North yeah. from Fordham to Grand Central with Tommy until Tommy graduated because he's a year older than me. And I would I would be there. I would take Grant to Grand Central, then I would walk to the office on 27th and Broadway. And then I would go back for class at night. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one day on, I think Wednesdays, I put all of my classes on one day, um, or longer classes. But most of the time I was at Barstool, yeah. like when I was in college. And it became clear my junior year. I was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go all in on it. And then lucky enough, I got hired. Yeah. And so. So then how do you go from at a place like Barstool from being <clears throat> being in social, a blogger, to yeah. actually producing content and being yeah. on, being on, I mean, the college football show, being on, you know, doing your content. How's that happen? Okay. So. You got kicked off for being boring. So. Yeah. <laughs> So Dave, so <laughs> so I get told by Big Cat in the summer of 2019, I'm gonna graduate. He just walked by my desk. He's like, "Hey, I, I I just told the guys we want you as the stack guy for the college football show this year. I think you'd be great for it." And I said, "Yeah, oh, that's fucking awesome. Can't yeah. wait." And I did it first week of the 2019 season and I didn't perform well but after it a woman came up to me and said or she I'm not gonna say her name I hate her she's like there's I'm not a very hateful person there's like two or three people Wait, she worked at Barstool yeah she's behind the scenes no one would yeah. know her but if you said if I if like I said her name you could look her up yeah she told me while I was eating Chipotle in our kitchen or surrounded by other people, <laughs> she came out to me and she tapped me and so she said, oh, by the way, you're off the show. And I said, I go, what? And she goes, yeah, Dave said he doesn't want you on the show anymore, so that's that. And I go, okay. And then I was very, I, she didn't even bring me into a room. Yeah, she like, I was in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then I, I remember eating my Chipotle 
And then I, I couldn't eat anymore because I like my my stomach dropped yeah. because I was like, what? How did the, I had this amazing opportunity yeah. and it was we were going to Clemson that weekend on a private jet <laughs> on a private jet. I just graduated. Like, it was dream. Perf- dream. Yeah. Yeah. I had this perfect plan too. I knew I didn't do well in week one, but I, I had this perfect plan on how I was going to save it. Uh-huh. And that was right after the 2018 Clemson team. You remember how they all, they, a lot of them got busted for Osterin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to wear like a Clem Osterin shirt and then with the like <laughs> m- molecular compound on it because it was, they were going to Clemson, Texas AM. I was going to play yeah. this heel role. And I was like, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. No big deal. First show out of the way. Yeah. It was. And then I went to Dave's office and said, hey, so what's the deal with this? Dave said I was crying. I was not. And he said, I just thought you were boring. And I said, well, could, it, could I get another shot? And he goes, no. And I go, all right. He's, but he did say, hey, we love all the other stuff you do here. Just keep doing that. But that was still heartbreaking to me. Yeah. But in Dave's defense, he had a show to run. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And at that time, I wasn't. It was almost like I was a freshman quarterback coming in. Yeah. And then I threw like a, an interception. Yeah. So you can't do it. <laughs> but at the time, it felt like it was all over. Yeah. Then later in the year, or later, like three weeks later, that same woman brought me into a room this time. Thankfully, she brought me into a room. And I'm on Unnecessary Roughness's podcast, mm-hmm. which is the college football podcast. And she told me, hey, you need to talk less on that podcast. And I remember I thought to myself, this is it. I'm just going to be a social guy, which isn't bad. I didn't mind it. And I would blog. Mm-hmm. And then I just started to really record videos, not of myself, but this was before there was the green screen function. Mm-hmm. I would record my computer, photos of people or videos, and then I would talk over talk it. Over it yeah. The first one I ever did was about the 2007 Florida football team, mm-hmm. or 2008, and that one really blew up. Then I did one on Tate Martell, and he had some beef with his girlfriend. He was at Miami at the time. <laughs> what a story. Yeah, Tate Martell. And then it started to work a little bit, but then I kind of stopped. But it was during it was so weird during COVID. Mm-hmm. And I got on TikTok not really until 2021. And then when I did, it just, I started with college football. I would do green screens about college football. I remember one of the first videos that really did well that I, I realized it would work was, remember Penn State put out that graphic about, um, like, they beat everybody except for these two teams? <laughs> Dude, it was a, no, it was like, yeah, it was like most wins in the Big Ten other than, other than Ohio State and Michigan yeah. in, in the last four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It was one of the worst graphics ever. And then because Penn State got a lot of shit, but just because I was on the internet a lot and I was always looking at college football stuff, I, I did a series that was the five worst graphics ever. <laughs> one was the Florida State graphic. Uh, I think they put MLK on a graphic for, for MLK Day. And they made it a recruiting graphic. And it was like, happy and okay. And it was so bad. I think Clemson had a bad. But I re- that was the first one I realized, oh, man, this is, this is 
something that can work. Then I thought to myself, wait a second. If the college football stuff works, why don't you do your own stuff? Yeah. Because I did it on at Unnecessary Roughness on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Then I changed You were posting it. on your own channels. Yeah. Then I changed it. Not that account, but I did my own yeah. at Jack Mac Barcel, which you see yeah. now. And then I just started talking about more things that more people care about. Obviously, a lot of people care about college football, mm-hmm. but it was more so less niche, more yeah. the crazy stories of the internet. So that's kind of the genesis, I guess I, I would say, of the TikTok success. Yeah. But people will ask, oh, how you, how, not how did you do it, but how did it start? Like, oh, man, you were really good at it from the start. I was doing videos like that since 2019. Yeah. So. You didn't just start 2023. Yeah. <laughs> but then I posted a lot. I posted a lot on Unnecessary Roughness and then on my own. And then I, then it really started to work on my own. And I remember last year, 2022, and well, in like the summer so i was like no this is like really working mm-hmm. and i was it's and I, it was almost a you have this is really working you have to keep going there was momentum yeah and i kind of kept it yeah what was that was there a moment in the last couple of years you like that moment right there but in the moment like publicly or maybe being in new york city where like you kind of felt like your life had changed where like things were different like people recognize you now like was there anything that like oh, any kind damn. of time where you That's were like wow well, th- things have changed I'm like this isn't like i'm not the social blog writer anymore <laughs> Barcel. i don't know if there was an exact moment Trying to think, there. Were, I think the big, the one that was not the exact moment, but one that I think of right now. I think mm-hmm. I went to a basketball game in 2022 with my parents at MSG, mm-hmm. and then we walked through the concourse, and a few people stopped me. And I remember my dad was like, "How did they know you?" <laughs> and then I said, "Oh, just from TikTok." And I remember my parents being like, "Oh." They it wasn't they always believed in me and yeah. supported me, but they like they, it was yeah. so it clicked, weird. They're like, wait, is my son famous? They, they, they were almost like that. W- it wasn't a, that was weird. They almost they kind of. I remember my dad was like, "Wow, does that happen a lot?" I say ah, sometimes. It's always cool to say hi to people. Then we went to a Mets game this summer, and a bunch of people said hi, and. My parent, I was with my parents again. My sister gets it because she's like, "Of course that happens." Yeah. yeah. My sister's just like, uh, "She's amazing. She's yeah. younger than me, two years younger." She gets the TikTok. Like, yeah, she gets yeah. why some. But my parents, like this guy, walked past, <laughs> blows me, their mind, bro. Like, and he just he he essentially like dap me up. And he was my dad's. Like, Who was that? Was that one of your friends? I said, "No, I've never seen that guy before." And he's, and he's like. Oh, Oh, okay, okay, I get it. So th- that's probably the bigger, oh my God, my life's changed moment. Yeah. But there hasn't been a massive, it's always cool when people say hi, because you real. it's much cooler for me, and I don't mean this, like obviously it's, it's much cooler for me when it's not like a bro saying hi. Yeah. Like if it's an older person, one yeah. time like an old person came up to me and said like, oh, I really like your TikTok. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then obviously, like the other day, or yesterday I was on the train and these four girls from NC State 
said, are, are you Jack? And then I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just these like random college girls from NC State. But that's how I know it's working. Yeah, 100%. Not, I love the bar, big time Barstool fans. There, they make like, the reason I get paid is because of that. Yeah. But if I'm reaching a different demographic, yeah. my opinion for how I went on social is I have to be, have the not approval, because you don't want to do stuff for approval, but yeah. you want female fans. 100%. Especially for the stuff that I do. Yeah. Because they dominate TikTok. They're on TikTok the most. Yeah. So, and I mean, they're, they're more likely to go to events. They're more likely yeah. to purchase things, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So that's always something I want. That's interesting. Yeah. And I always focus on. I don't try to change my content to mm. appease women, yeah. but I always know if a high from a girl, not in the way of like a romantic yeah. dynamic or sexual dynamic, just more so, no, it's working. Yeah. Because it's like, if the if girls, because typically you think of the barstool guy yeah. as like, oh, the frat guy. Of course the barstool guy's gonna know who you are. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 yeah. But the random like, Girls on the train yeah. probably don't. They were like, "Where are you going?" And I said, "Oh, the office." And they said, "Oh, yeah, we forgot you work at Barstool." Like yeah. they didn't even associate yeah. with. So yeah. that's something I, I, if I had to say I made it, those are the moments that it was. Because yeah. before there were sometimes that people would recognize me, and say, "Hey, Jack Mac, I follow you on Twitter, whatnot." But when that stuff's happening now from the perspective of the older dude, the older woman, yeah. or a girl saying hi is, it's saying I love your TikToks, that's, that's how I know it's working yeah. to a new level. Yeah, you do have a, I've noticed that you have a really good female following. Like a lot yeah. of females know who you are. And I remember when, it was sometime this year when I, like I, I've, we followed each other for like the last two yeah, years, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. known who you well, are, I, like I've seen your stuff. Well, I, like I knew who you were when you played football. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I knew all, all about you. And then when you, I remember the first time I followed you on social, I think I saw you on social. I was like, oh, is this the, the, the same guy? From, like, uh, because I remember when you, obviously you're at Penn State, then you went to UMass and you were like unbelievable at UMass. And then I remember when you announced you had to stop playing. Yeah. I was so bummed because, I mean, Obviously, as a UConn guy, I don't love yeah. UMass, but yeah. it was like you—you you always New want guy. New England guys. Yeah, you yeah. want the New yeah. England like yeah. guys to make it. You yeah. know, it's almost like so. Yeah. And I remember when the the knee when you retired. I remember being bummed because I was like, no, I want him to be a yeah. a big time. And I was always into, I was big into the NFL draft then. And I remember a lot of the NFL draft guys on Twitter like, oh, that's a big loss for the NFL draft. Yeah, and so I'm, I remember you DMing me when I was calling a UConn game on TV. Okay, yeah, 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 maybe, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I, I forget what. I think you might have tweeted or something, and I, I DM'd you after because you, I think that's you said something about like you were like something about. I remember, I remember when it was. I remember being in the booth calling a UConn. It was the UConn Ball State game on ESPNU or ESPN oh, Plus. That game and was I, actually. It was awesome. a great game. That yeah, game was awesome. And you were tweeting like, "Oh, Adam Bredeman's calling the or, or maybe you want to DM me or something." But I remember that was when. That's why I thought you went to UConn because I was like, I just said it before we started. I said you went there. So my, UConn. So I went to every UConn football game from yeah. 2003 to 2014. Yeah. So 
UConn football was my life. Without UConn football, I know I said Brookshire, but yeah. without UConn football, I'm not here. Yeah. So I love UConn football forever. I didn't go there. That can be brought up. I, people will chirp me with that. Whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh, how's football? Like, I'll yeah. tweet about UConn and UConn basketball. They'll be like, what was, why are you, like, what yeah. was the Fordham score? Fordham, yeah, 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 whatever. But, so I remember watching that game. It was a great game. UConn blew that game big time. Dude. Yeah. They should have won. They should have won, won that game. A thousand times They were over. so much better than Ball State. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that game. And... Yeah, and I, I forgot you were on the call, and I'm remembering the tweet now. Yeah. I remember watching it. I remember how they lost. It was it was in that stadium. The shade in that stadium is crazy, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah, but yeah, it was at, at Ball State. I think. Yeah, yeah. it was like it, it was so, like a midday game. But, but I, so I remember when we first saw each other. Then this year, at one point, I remember something happened. It was some new relationship on social media. I forget what two famous people. I forget what it was. I remember looking at it on TikTok, and it was. So it was like E News posted it, and a bunch of the comments were "Need Jack Max Green Line Test." Like there were like 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 literally twenty people commenting like tagging you like we need Jack Mac on this ASAP, and I'm like, bro, Jack Mac is like popping off right now. And then I remember like clicking on your on your profile because I saw it on like E News or whatever. Yeah. In the, in the comments, and every video you had it had like millions of views. I'm like. Dude, like I, I knew you were like doing no, well, 100%. and I was like, he's really taking off. And then I remember like seeing girls and stuff like posting about even like the Taylor Swift stuff, like people like talking about your like yeah, girls yeah. posting <laughs> content, talking about like, well, I saw or I saw Jack Mac do this, or when news happens, people are like, can't wait for Jack Mac to do a video <laughs> on this. And I'm yeah. like, that's when it, I was like, recently, I was like, man, he's really doing well. No, so it's been cool to see. Awesome the year. Yeah. When I hear that, it's like, that's really, but that's really in it. I have the same thing too, because it's not that I don't care about other people, but we're all so focused. Like we're all so busy. We're all so focused. And sometimes you'll go on somebody's account and it's somebody you're internet friends with, or you respect, but so busy, you don't hang out, whatever. And then you check in, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And that's when, um, I remember, just that was my first reaction when I saw you were doing all the college football media stuff. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome that he he made that shift." Because it's becoming more popular, but you did it in a way that was, I mean, I mean, the sky's the limit. Also, you're what? How, how old are you? Twenty eight. Yeah. 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 How old are you? Twenty six. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm. The, I did it. I did the media route a little bit. Like I, I did social first and then got into like TV and stuff where a lot of people go like TV first, right? Out of playing yeah. and then go social and try to grow it where I kind of like started at first. That was kind of like the, when I saw, well, I saw McAfee and all those guys getting those big deals. I was like, I was like, I got to go all in on it. Yeah. But, uh, but, but no, it's interesting, man. I, it's funny talking to, um, one of the cool parts of talking to Will Compton and then like, and then Jersey Jerry and stuff was and, and part of the stuff that fans really liked was like the inner workings of Barstool, like yeah, how, yeah. how Barstool operates and like Compton talking about like his deal with Barstool, like how, basically what, what's it like, uh, like day to day working at Barstool? Like, like what's the office environment like? Like just give us some in behind the scenes of, of, you know, life as well, a Barstool it's changed employee. so much yeah, because right? of the it's, Chicago yeah, office. Yeah. There's still a day-to-day aspect in New York office, 100%. But uh, it's changed so much even since I've been there. I've been there since 2017 as an intern. And Dave was in the office every day. Yeah. COVID changed everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, Dave moved. For everyone. For everyone. <laughs> yeah. Dave moved down to Miami. Yeah. 
he stopped coming to the office as much. Makes sense. Big Cat was there all the time. Mm-hmm. Then when I heard they were going to Chicago, I was disappointed, but it made sense. I was disappointed from a selfish point of view because yeah. I wanted everybody to stay here. York, yeah. But Big Cat wanted to move to Chicago. Other people yeah. wanted to move to Chicago. And I knew I was going to lose a lot of my friends, mm-hmm. which stunk for me. And I, uh, like, I would, I'll, I'd make jokes, and I still do, about New York City versus Chicago. But I wish... Not that it didn't happen because I think it's a great move for the company yeah. and I get why it happened. Yeah. But selfishly, you know, I miss my friends. There was a great yeah. dynamic. There was, it was felt a lot like a locker room. Yeah. Obviously there's women in the, in the yeah. office too, <laughs> yeah. but there was like a very good like banter yeah. and the crews kind of split up. And now the New York city office is very much, I would say it's almost, I'm very impressed with it now. Not that it wasn't like this before, but there's beefs. There's always people who are mad at each other and whatnot. Mm. But it feels like the New York City office is very together right now. It's not... People aren't in the office 9 to 5 every day like maybe they were in 2017. But because people are doing podcasts, they're mm. out shooting videos, whatnot. Because the game's changed so it's much. Different. It's yeah. not you're at your desk yeah. blogging. blogging. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's so many things. So the day-to-day is... There's just a lot of... I would just say there's a lot of, well, a lot of it's filmed, and you'll see it in the stool scenes, but yeah. a lot of it's just... That shit was so funny with uh, Mincy yesterday. Oh, my own. Oh <laughs> that <laughs> video. Falling, dude. I will say, I mean, I heard this, and I think people, people were saying this, I, even publicly, like, I think Hank said it in the, the video. He was like, this is the maddest we've seen Dave in a little bit, yeah. and I think that was true. He was really mad. I never wanted to move to Chicago because my family is all around here. All my friends are around here. But when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, like I wish I was there for that. <laughs> and that office is like sick, man. Yeah. I'll I'll make I'll make jokes because it's oh the, that was in Chicago. That wasn't here. That got was it. in Chicago. I, I, got it. I just saw the social media clips. It's but <laughs> they, Mincy's just unbelievable. And then the him running thing, away was <laughs> the funny the, the funniest thing was, and I had a tweet about this. Said the bar, or so Mincy leaked it mm-hmm. that morning before the finale of this big yeah. show that we cared about so much, spent all this time on, and he leaked it twice and on the same episode. And then no one really talked about it because we didn't want to bring attention to it, but we all knew mm-hmm. behind the scenes that Dave's really mad, he doesn't want to talk about it yet because he doesn't want because then everyone will go and see, and see yeah. And that video, or that was going to come out at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. the surviving Barstool finale. At seven o'clock, <laughs> the old Miss had a video coming out with Mincy where he leaked the schedule for the 2024 <laughs> season. And I just, I quote tweeted and I said, the timing of the Barstool universe is <laughs> second to none. It's, it's, the fact that that happened on the same day, yeah. it obviously they had this was a video he did with Ole Miss probably yeah. a week ago, two weeks ago. That's great. <laughs> and he leaked it, and I just could not. It was the timing was. That's when I'll sometimes look around at what's happening at Barstool, and I'll say, none of this makes sense, but it all makes yeah, sense. Never fails. I think that's the like. Yeah. There's this weird Barstool. I said this to somebody recently. It's like, right now it may not seem like it's going to work out, but it's going to work it's out. It's going to work out. Like, yeah. Not that Barstool's not working out, but this yeah. random thing yeah. that 
And I, I think it was even about the Mincy thing. I was like, this is just going to keep getting better. Yeah. And then he wore the little dunce cap. Dude, when, when he put that on his head. <laughs> and then he didn't realize every time he would walk through a, a, <laughs> the door that it would fall off. And he never adjusted. Like, he just said, and his reaction saying, I've always been a lightning rod. I've always been a lightning rod. Like, it's just when God bathed me in the womb. But I love Mincy. Mincy's like, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's in his own world all the time. Uh, and like, he's just, he's in his own world, but he's, he means well. And I, I miss him. He was in New York too, but he yeah. moved uh, to Chicago. So I miss him. And he's, but Mincy's just. Before we get back to the pod, we got to talk about something super important. Fellas, I know you guys are using those sharp razors to shave your face and to shave your manly areas. I'm telling you, stop doing it. I was in your shoes. I was using regular razors, and then I found Manscaped. Manscaped sponsored the pod a few months ago, and I started using their products. It has changed my routine and my life completely. I told you before about Smooth Sack Summer. It's now Fresh Ball Fall. You need fresh balls in the fall. There's no excuse not to be fresh. Let's be honest. We both know we go in a little bit nervous to our manly grooming routine with the regular old razors we use, but with Manscaped, it takes away any feeling of being nervous. I use the lawnmower 4.0 when I'm doing my manly grooming. I use the beard hedger for my face and the reviews have been immaculate. Just take my word on that one, boys. So I'm telling you, if you're using regular old razors, stop and use Manscaped. And you can go to manscaped.com and use my code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you guys, it's fresh ball fall. Using Manscaped will change your routine, change your manlyhood, and change your life. Manscaped.com, promo code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. Like, how's your contract situation work with Barstool? Like, I'd imagine, too, with how you've grown the last, like, two years, that there'll be more and more opportunities that come about. There's also the thought of, like, you know, I've had the same thought, like, being a solo creator. Like, do you go be with a Mm. business? Do you be with the network? Like, you know, someone who owns all your rights and can monetize you, or do you do it on your own? Like, how do you balance all that stuff, and how how do those conversations come about? So, like, contracts? So, we, uh, mine... Like, I don't want to go into detail about yeah, my yeah, contract, detail. but yeah. Yeah. I'm like from the perspective of solo versus yeah. barstool. Yeah. So how do you think about it? Like as See, a, that's a really yeah. good uh, yeah. question. It's something I think about a lot too. Yeah. Because people will bring it up to me too. They'll say like yeah. sometimes I'll be out with friends or whatnot, and I'll meet somebody that works for like a agency yeah. where they do represent <laughs> and then they're like oh what do you what what yeah. what does barstool pay you da, 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 da. and i won't tell them but they'll say like oh, i bet they're screwing you over quote unquote but here's the thing like the solo journey mm-hmm. is so it's when you have solo versus barstool in my mind for me yeah i could go and leave and get whoever's dming me right now for a $20,000 post on Instagram, I can do that. But here's the thing, what if, that may not be there yeah. in a month, two months, three months, a year. Now, obviously you can bet on yourself and whatnot, but the solo aspect is something that Barstool gives you. They allow us to be by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking contractually, but like yeah. they allow you to do whatever be you want. Guy, yeah. I, I mean, I'm the face of that. Mm-hmm. I got kicked off the college football show. I got told to stop talking on a podcast. Yeah. No one in Barstool history ever told me to do less videos. Yeah. That 
they nobody ever said you need to stop doing these mm -hmm. which they could have said at some point no we don't want you to do this yeah. anymore it's like oh those like they were they said when they when Barcelona took the college football opportunity our show opportunity away from me that wasn't you can't make videos it's like mm -hmm. you need to go and prove it yeah and that's what I did Now, I also wouldn't want to go solo because I really love the team aspect of, of Barstool, at yeah. least at this moment. Who knows? That could change next year, two years, three years. Yeah. But a lot of what I do and how I, a lot of these stories I report on, a lot of my ideas come from collaboration with other yeah. people. And I, I don't know if I would have that if I went solo. Yeah. Probably so, be lonely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, that was... My biggest concern about people moving to Chicago, because <clears throat> just geographically, I wasn't invited to go to Chicago, but I could have asked and I, maybe I could have gone, but geographically, my family, friends, I, was, I never yeah. wanted to go. But I was so sad because a lot of the people that went to Chicago were in the office every day. And it, that was like, yeah. like you would chop it up with them. And a lot yeah. of those guys that I loved making jokes with or even seeing, yeah. like not even if I was like, Big Cat I didn't chop up with every day, but I liked <laughs> seeing Big Cat every day. Because yeah. it was like, also I look at Big Cat and I know he recorded a podcast until three in the morning yesterday and then he's back in the office at 9.30. Yeah. Like that, you, you take inspiration from that because yeah. it's like, This guy who's number one sports podcast in the world yeah. outside of Travis Kelsey. And, yeah. yeah, but he's yeah. like, and then he does another show. He does a daily show at 1 p.m. Mm. for two hours. Like he's always doing stuff. And he, I always saw him doing stuff and he was always around. And he, I always thought to myself, how does he have that energy? Mm. And that was just because, I mean, yeah, maybe he has the energy, but like just the will to just like keep doing it. Yeah. And that was like, a, I guess my biggest thing was I just stayed alive at Barstool. I, I, yeah. No one cut me. They just, yeah. they just said, oh, you're off the show. Yeah. And, they, and then no one cut me and they, they allowed me to do other things. And, but I went off on a tangent there. But with the loneliness aspect, I think I would be. And, and in New York, we still have a lot of great guys. And it's yeah. just a smaller group now. Yeah. Which kind of stinks, but it's also, it's like, that's life. Yeah. Not, nothing stays the same forever. Yeah. It's like, you keep adapting. It's like when you leave high school, it's like, I remember in high school, it's like, you didn't want to leave high school. Like, yeah. obviously, you want to go to college, but it was like high school is like, all your friends are together. Yeah. Yeah. Same with college, but like, yeah. that's life. It changes. Yeah. Um, other than uh, him uh, kicking you off the show, what's your, what's your best Dave Portnoy story? Funniest Dave Portnoy moment? Funniest. I mean, <clears throat> like with me. Oh, <laughs> you got to have something good, right? This is. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I haven't told the story yet. All right, let's, let's go. <laughs> okay, so I was trying to think of a few things because there's a few things that have happened, uh, but like, and I mean this in the the best of ways. The less interactions I have with Dave, the better. Uh, so we're not on shows together. <laughs> If he, if the less, like, if I'm interacting with Dave, it's not really good. It's probably not good. <laughs> But three weeks ago, I was recording a TikTok and I put my phone down. I went and got, uh, like I made a coffee in the mm -hmm. kitchen, whatever. <laughs> and Dave, and Dave texted me. 
which never happens. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And then it, he said, you know nothing, period. And I go, what on earth could this be about? And I go, what? It, or no, no, I said about, question mark. Uh-huh. And then he responds and he goes, about everything. And I was thinking in my head, what did I do? What did I say? Did I say something about Barcel? Did I speak on Barcel's behalf? (laughs) Did I say something about Barcel's behalf that made it seem like I was involved in the company more than I am? Because I'm always conscious of that. Because I don't want to speak on the company's behalf outside of just saying, no, things are amazing. And I was was pacing. (laughs) And I was like, this is fuck. And then... (laughs) He just sent me a photo of him on FaceTime with Connor Stallions. And, <laughs> and I think Dave thought I was anti Connor Stallions. Yeah. And I was, I very much am not. I think Connor Stallions should have a trophy <laughs> built for, not a trophy, like a statue. And he thought I was anti Connor Stallions. And he thought I was saying, Things because I think he just saw one of my tweets about the situation yeah. <laughs> about when he was on the Central Michigan sideline, and he thought I was anti. And this was when he was big in like, like being like holding the, or uh, what do you was it what is not holding the fort, um, like holding the wall or yeah. protecting the shield of, of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, and he was in the. It was just a photo of him FaceTiming <laughs> with Connor Stallions, and then. I was like, oh, okay. He's not actually <laughs> mad at me. Because he'll be mad about stuff that are sports or something uh, like that. But he that won't affect the day-to-day. Like, if I needed to go talk to him about yeah. something I felt that I, I wanted or needed or was struggling with, he would, he would, yeah. he would put all of the, like, beef about, like, a sports thing aside. Yeah. And then he sent a text after. He's like, don't put that anywhere. That's not public yet. And I was just like, don't worry. I'm not going to. <laughs> But I, that is my, and like outside of that, like it, he doesn't text. Like that was the first text in a while, and I, I remember my heart sinking, thinking, "Oh my what did god!" I do? What did I say? Because and then I knew he was in Michigan war mode. Because if it was something that related to Michigan, I was like, he could just like, what did I do? What did I do? But thankfully. It was nothing. It was a joke. That's yeah. great. Well, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he's really pissed at you about something. Yeah, I know. But he didn't text me out of that. And I saw him, I think, a week later. And he didn't say anything to me. So I just, like, he was in the office for Cyber Monday. So it was right before, like, the week before Cyber Monday. And everything was fine. So there was no, there was no issues. But that was almost, <laughs> that was when I thought, I remember thinking, oh, I was like, this, I'm legit. And this is just how I am as a person. But I was like, oh, this is it. And yeah, I was I'm like, done. this was a good run. I so was like, it was a good run. And I was like, hey, like, I'll pack up my stuff, say my goodbyes. Good. Like, thank you, Barstool, for everything. <laughs> I fucked up. Like, it was just like, but uh, yeah, no, he, that was, I think that's the funniest, at least recently. That's great. What, what, uh, what, what's your, like, North Star? Like, where, where do you want to be in five years? Do you think about it all? Like, what's the ultimate goal as a, a creator, question. as a, you know, in this sports space i want to take like essentially myself it's sometimes people it's funny 
people say like if I do a video of like me walking or just like a regular video of myself, they'll be like, oh, I didn't know this guy like lived outside of the green screen, <laughs> which is it's always funny, but it's also a good reminder yeah. for me to like you have to like also not just be I my main goal is not the stories are amazing, but I want to be more than the stories. Yeah. I don't just want to be a faceless, like, oh, this, like, robot, this happened. Like, I want to give opinions and whatnot. And I think I've done a good job at that. But essentially, I want to get out of the green screen. I want to, like, report on the stories, like, where they're happening. Yeah. So I want to, and do it in, like, a funny way. Like, so if something breaks at University of Wisconsin, like, I go there and, like, report live about it. So that's kind of where I want to see see it going. And then, like, also just taking what I'm doing right now on TikTok and expanding it a little bit more on YouTube to longer form content. Yeah, I saw content. you doing some YouTube yeah. stuff. Yeah, and next year I'll have, because I I also haven't said this anywhere. My, I've been doing social, like I, my main job is still social media at Barstool, but next year I won't. I'll just be doing content. Got it. So I'll have a lot more time. But right now I'm still doing a lot. We agreed upon this back in September, but because football is so important for us and yeah. I have a big role on the social team specifically running our Twitter. Mm. It wouldn't it would have been unfair to leave in August or September or in September. And so after football season, yeah. my responsibilities will solely be content. Content. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant on the contract question. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how do you balance both sides of that? That's interesting. Yeah. So, and I would have been fine continue doing both. Yeah. Um, but that was just something that came up. Um, Dave asked me what I wanted to do, and I said that. And he said, all right, let's do that. But yeah. then I also said at the same time, I understand right now, it was a, you know, he just bought the company back. Yeah. He just, uh, we had, we had like our social team, it was pretty public. There was a lot of layoffs yeah. because it was, there was a lot of people that were there from the pen era yeah. and whatnot. And so, but the social team lost a lot of people, um, not our team specifically, but you know, everyone picked up the slack, kind yeah. of to say. It was almost yeah. like it, and that makes sense. I mean, the economy's brutal right now. Yeah. Nobody wanted that to happen. Um, There's a lot of like, a lot of the people that um, got laid off were, I, I would almost say like 95% of them were awesome. Um, obviously there's always 5% bad people in any company, yeah. but, <laughs> but and they were awesome, but I, I remember and I said, like, I understand what's going on right now. Um, and I know we're trying to get, and he said it publicly, he's like, I want to make this company as close to profitable or more or profitable as I can. Mm-hmm. And I said, I understand for these next, like, six six months, it's going to be a little bit difficult. So I I think I should probably stay on the social team through February. And he said, that's, yeah, we should think of almost a plan to get you from here, or the social team from here. To content, yeah. And to be prepared when you leave, yeah. not leave the company, but leave the social team. There's a people above me on the social team, but they have other responsibilities. Yeah. So like, and um, so, yeah, so that would be, so I'll have more time in 2024 to do more of those long form content, which I'm yeah. excited about. It's a new, uh, new challenge, new yeah. journey. How'd you, uh, you just mentioned it. How'd you first hear that Dave bought Barcel back from Penn? Right. What, 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 what was your reaction? Okay, so <laughs> this is a funny story too. Okay, so that day, or maybe the, the night 
before. No, I think that day at like 7 a.m., mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they sent out a meeting to everybody's a company-wide meeting, 4 p.m., and I remember thinking, this ain't good. <laughs> I remember texting somebody. He was like, you, do you know what this is about? And I, there were some rumors. And I was like, this ain't good. And I was like, I, and, and, but that day I was not going to the office because I did a video. Do you know who Brett Cooper is on Daily Wire? Yeah, yeah, I was shooting a video with her that oh, day. And I, I remember telling her, I was like, yeah, there's a company. Like, I don't know what, it's, yeah. it could be bad. And it was about to happen at 4 p.m. It was like 3.55. We were in Central Park. My phone was at like 2%. I was like, does anyone have a charge or whatnot? Uh. And then <laughs> and then they didn't. And I was like, oh, man. Like, what's going to happen? I'm going to miss the meeting and I'm going to miss what's going to be said. And my phone stayed like alive for enough to get a few texts. And then every group chat went off. And I and then I remember asking what I was like, what happened? What happened? And they said Dave bought the company back. And I was like, I, I remember thinking, what? And then my phone died. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, Brett, and she had her whole team there. I was like, I think Dave just said he bought the company back. And then and then she went on her Twitter and went. I was like, no, no, yeah, that happened. I was like, what? <laughs> but I couldn't. I was like, what did he say in the meeting? And then, but I couldn't ask anybody because yeah. my phone was dead. And I remember I got back to the office. I wasn't even going to go back to the office that day because we ended around like five. And I went back to the office. And I remember that was the most like electric the office was in a bit. People were going to like people still believed in Barstool. Yeah. When, when with Penn. Yeah. But that was like almost a. Uh, yeah. Oh, like we're back. Yeah. Like it's like it's like a Wolf of Wall Street moment. Yes. Like, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh, like let's fucking yeah. go." Yeah. But I remember thinking I was like, a lot of the people that I work with and are um, that I'm at Barstool are never saw the company when it was just Dave. Got it. Yeah. And. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, oh, this is like, this is amazing, but it's like, it's going to be different. And it's going to almost be like a coach coming in and like, it's like, he's a player's coach, but he's also like, yeah, he's going to yell at you. He's a businessman too. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) he wants to like, it's like you, like we have to be on our, like, not that we weren't, but we, we have to be on, what is it? P's and Q's. Q's, Yeah. Yeah, We have to be on our P's and Q's even more so. And that's, I like that because it's almost like. All right, I know I'm. I've been already pushing myself, but it's it's like another yeah. thing where it's like, all right, now yeah. it's just another. You could say it's pressure, but it's more so like I wouldn't say it's pressure. It was more so it's like an excitement, yeah. but it's like you. So want, what you want though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was I thought potentially that meeting was going to say because Dave even talked about it. It's like who knows if my contract's up at this point, and I mm-hmm. thought they were going to announce that day. Like, oh, Dave's going to leave Barstool at the end of his contract. And he was going to announce that to everybody. But the complete opposite happened. And that, <laughs> thank, so thank, I'm, like, so happy it did. I loved Penn. They were amazing. But it, w- it was almost like it was like, oh, we got our guy back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and, a, and the company was very excited. And 
Penn was amazing for Barstool, and hopefully they'll be great with they're with ESPN been, now. Yeah. And I'll, there's a lot of guys that like we worked with with Penn that I, I missed. Like they they used to come into the office and stuff. Like I, I miss them. Like the the yeah. uh, the regulator guy. He wasn't. He was a lawyer, but he was like one of my favorite guys. His <laughs> name was Westy or is Westy. It's a tough, I, tough job, the regular. Oh my God! With, he was almost like a Toby from the office. Like, yeah. he, he, he was the bearer of bad news. Like you can't, uh-huh. you can't say this, you can't say that, and that's tough for Dave and Dan, who are yeah. both, and both, you know, always wanting to say this, that, yeah. the other, and you're live all the time, and yeah. then these random gambling commissions would use this thing set in the third yeah. quarter of yeah. A Penn State Wisconsin basketball Crazy. football game against yeah. them to not get a gambling license. Yeah. When Dave and Dan were like, well, "We were obviously kidding. Yeah. Like, that was that was a joke." So, yeah. but I so I I hope the not divorce, but it's almost like the parting of ways mm-hmm. benefits both of us, and I think it will. Yeah, yeah. Um, last couple of things I got for you. What what do you see as the next big trend in social media right now? The next new wave, you know, of, of content. So, I I wouldn't even say this is new, but I the creators are everything. Yeah. I also think people are going to be on their screens more and more and more every, and that's we can debate if that's good or bad, mm-hmm. but people are going to be more and more on their screens every single year like that graph's gonna keep going up yeah it ain't going the other way <laughs> like i uh, i like to like when i'm sometimes i like to talk to my cousins who are younger than me or like sometimes i'll be on the subway and i'll i'll just take a little look over like if high school kids sitting next to me i was like oh what like what's he looking at like and they're on tiktok they're on instagram mm-hmm. they're on they're they're playing video games all the yeah. time they're always talk, like yeah. that's their communication and so the creator is going to be everything brands and you see this from the just algorithms the instagram tiktok what they they value creators so much yeah. more than they love brands yeah obviously that's who spends money yeah but they want those brands to it's have their own creators yeah. it's almost yeah. like yeah like you have next up yeah and then, but they want like they want Adam Bre- like yeah. Adam Brenneman yeah. is the brand. Yeah, like, this thing could be called whatever the yes. people would sell, would sponsor it because yes. of who's behind it, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. and so gone are the days. They're completely gone are the days of like, like oh, you have value because you're like a sports center anchor. Yeah, obviously that is a value yeah. valuable job, and that will always be. You see t- some of them not have big followings. I've been checking dude. some like analysts on TV and stuff, dude. and I'm like, dude, that guy's on TV prime time and has like four thousand Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? It's, it's insane, yeah. and like they, and that is so. There's like going to be, and there's anonymous Twitter accounts that are bigger. Yeah. Than, like. Guys, CBS probably pays yeah. millions, millions of dollars. Like yeah. they have more of an effect on yeah. the conversation of sport. Yeah. Not really, because if you're on CBS, yeah. at the end of the day, 
let's say you're halftime of an Alabama game, yeah. millions of people are watching yeah. you. But I think it also is the difference between broadcast television and cable television. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah So yeah, like yeah. guys that are on like NBC, CBS primetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. still seeing those, but like cable TV, Mm-mm. like ESPN. I expect yeah. that out. I can't shit on ESPN on my podcast, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, like cable TV, like no one knows. Who but those I had a tweet about this recently, and this is something that like I think. Did you see this clip of the the Clippers like radio broadcaster? He was like, uh, he was, he's younger than both of us. I think he's like 24. But he calls Clippers basketball games on the radio. Mm-hmm. And he had this amazing call for uh, like the final shot of a Clippers Warriors game. And you could say, oh, who cares about the fucking Clippers radio guy, yeah. right? That's a, like an old job, like who listens mm-hmm. to the radio? But he records himself. And then he puts himself, then he does half screen where it's the play. Genius, yeah. And then it's him. And then he posts on TikTok. And now you are. viral, yeah. And now people know you. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have this old media job. But you can revolutionize it. And I said in this tweet, you can be, like, legitimately, you can be the sports guy or the weather guy for Montana, for a town that has 5,000 people. Yeah. But if you decide, hey, I'm going to revolutionize this, like you can, like you could pop off on TikTok in a way that's like more yeah. so than like yeah. You've the, seen some of the TV anchors do it. Yes. Like you just said, like there's a girl who I follow on yes. TikTok who like is a TV anchor on a small town, and, like does exactly. get ready with me and shit. Dude, one of my best things I ever did on TikTok was I live streamed in the booth calling a game. Yeah, and it was just it, you couldn't see the game. It was just me calling the game in the booth, <laughs> and I just live streamed. Dude, I looked down at my phone. It's like second quarter. I'm like you know. Like five thousand people live watching like a Akron against my Ohio game, yes. and they're like on it, like oh, two, watching the game. They're like people, are followers, are like putting on the game, watching the call. That like revolutionizes the whole game. Yeah, there's yeah. like so many, like yeah. So you could look at it and be like, oh man, I'm calling Akron versus Miami. Ohio. No doubt, but. Yeah. People like won't care about Akron, like the game aspect. They will, but. They will care about like little things. Like they care. Like you do it very well. It's like this is how what I do day to day, or yeah. like how I prepare to call a yeah. game. This is like you could even be like the intricacies of yeah. I'm sure Akron's media booth isn't great, yeah, but you'd yeah, be like yeah. we make ranking the media booths. Yeah, yeah. Like, we make it work. It's yeah. like uh, yeah. like even though this isn't great, like, it's like we yeah. find a way. Like people yeah. like like the like just the that's the thing about TikTok, which is amazing. It's like. Dude, fucking people who like cut wood. Yeah. Going viral. Yeah. Not even just viral, like they Yeah. Build followings. Build yeah. massive followings. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there's an people care about like a lot of things. Yeah. And that's like a, people love people too. Like I like yes. just because I'm a football guy, like I like watching any like people like showing their lives, like day in the life of exactly. like a doctor, like you know that's exactly. just cool. Like you're like you're like end up watching it or like you know it's, it's uh, you're right. I mean anyone can build a following now. It's anybody cool. and yeah. especially if you just now that's not to say you everybody will, but they're like they're yeah, you gotta people will think their yeah. life's boring, but it's not. No, people find it so interesting. Like people will find, yeah. even the doctor. It's like oh like oh yeah. I'm a whatever doctor in Iowa. It's like. Yeah. Okay, but still, like, you can, like, if you have a little personality and you want to do it, like, you sh- like just yeah. fucking do it. Like, it's, yeah. like, so it, it's so, like, it's just, so I guess that's the, the trend. media yeah. landscape. And yeah. the trick, it's just, like, pe- you said it really well, like, a few minutes ago. Like, people care about people. Yeah. 
And you don't have to, sometimes people hit me up and be like, how do I get to Barso? How do I get to Barso? It's like, dude, Barso's amazing. Yeah. And if you want to dedicate your life to getting here, that's great. But just do your stuff. Yeah. And then it, you can build such a following that like Barso will want you. Yeah. yeah. Like so don't true. worry about like, like we love people, but like Barso now is at the place where it's like, they're not really going to pick up people at zero. No doubt. They're going to pick yeah. up people that have something. It, um, it's so crazy how like one post can like change everything, right? And like, that's another thing you have to like change. It can change you may think life. like, oh my god, for the past five months, yeah, I post every day, two hundred views, eight hundred views, and then boom, it works. Yeah. Like it just sometimes it just clicks. Yeah, people give up really quick. Yeah, I, I did a whole thing looking into. Um, it's funny because like now I can feel it now versus like when I was playing when I was like at Penn State and yeah. stuff. Like I get recognized way more now than uh-huh. I did when I was playing. Uh, the helmet know, really. That's the a, helmet hurts, dude. The helmet hurts 100% in football. A ton. Dude, like bro, like I'm serious. So much. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I mean, he is six four, but yeah. I think he could walk through Times Square right now. He wouldn't get stopped that much no because doubt. people don't like. He's not even like Julio Jones could do that right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah, like he's just. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what a lot of guys look like, like exactly. without their helmets on. I, I didn't. I was at media day, big time media day. Didn't recognize Marvin Harrison Jr. Exactly. Either. You know what's so funny? Right before I was at Roan, right before I uh, I came here, bought a shirt, and I was getting a shirt at Roan, and some guy walks in, and I'm talking to the guy checking out, and he was like. Adam Brenneman, he's like, I heard your voice. I recognize your voice from that's my sick. TikTok feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, dude, it's like that. That's that's what. Like, it's not like, oh, I remember when you played football. It's like just TikTok. It's mm-hmm. all and every opportunity I've had has all come from content. Yeah, like it's always. It's never the broadcasting brand. It's never like, oh, we love your TV. It's not like we love when you you were playing. It's like we love your content. We love your that's social gonna media. Be, I think that's gonna be even more so in in yeah. a decade. That's going to be almost everything. No doubt. I'm sure something else will come along. I'm sure something else yeah. will change. But that's like happening more and more. And gone are the days of just... And people will get mad at it. Like, oh, I've been calling D3 football games forever. Yeah. How did you get this? Over? Well, it's un- life's unfair. Like, it's like, it's sometimes like you, you, you no just doubt. get yeah. like... And people, they want attention. Attention is currency. Like I think I was, Gary Vee. Yeah. I was just going to say the Gary Vee quote: yeah, "Attention yeah, is currency." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, and I think it's and so I I think the attention aspect is going to be, yeah. especially if you can grab the attention of people right now in this world of the ADHD scrolling, doom scrolling. Yeah. If somebody will stop and listen to you. Yeah. Like, dude, even for like, like, fifteen seconds. Yeah, I mean, you've done that. Like, you, you, like, even you get me. Like, I see you on your videos. I'm like, so I want to watch it. But that's like, <laughs> like, if you can get people, yeah. Like, that's gonna be uh, my opinion. Just like, yeah, if somebody will watch your video, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And like, I just like you need to remind. Like, I need to remind people. It's like, like. Like at first they don't listen. Like it, you, like it, it takes yeah. a bit. Yeah. Like it, you wouldn't fucking expect yourself to be a a great golfer if you just no go doubt. out there and golf. Yeah, yeah. And you just mentioned Gary Vee. I was listening to something he did literally today, and he was saying, "I was creating videos for ten years before any of you gave a shit yes. about me." Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like he t- was. A, yeah, he's like doing I'm wine a, videos in like two thousand six. <laughs> yeah, and so now it, he's like you know popping. And yeah. there'll be people that will pop off. 
in five years and we'll be like damn where'd they come from and then it'll be like they've they been were they've it. been doing it they're doing it right now like, like, what, like yeah. as we're like right now yeah and i also think um it'll be interesting it's like i think people with substance will matter more yeah like gone are the days of like the TikTok uh, yeah, hype type stuff. Yeah. Hype house influencers. Yeah. You have to have like people care more about the day to day. Like obviously, there's all, there will always be celebrities. Yeah. But people that really do day to day, and I understand you don't want everything to be content, but everything can be content. Yeah. And it's good to disassociate and yeah. get away. With like the live streaming stuff now. Yeah. Like everyone like people. That's why the whole rise of Alex Earl was like an eye opening thing for me yeah. to see like. People loved her because she was just being authentic, like showing her real life. You yeah, know? and that's how she got famous. Like, and it no, wasn't, Alex it wasn't like a scripted video in front of a camera. You know what no, I mean? No, Alex are all like, they'll be. Maybe it won't just be about her, but like, there should be college classes about the rise of that. How she did it. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I learned a lot from Alex Earl from watching her videos. Yeah, like um, how she cuts it really fast i remember i watched like a, a bunch of her get ready I'm like i don't care what she's like because it's not for me yeah but i remember watching them i was like this is why it works and then yeah. i i really focused on really doing like choppy stuff and, and what should she just just like never keeps the same clip on the screen for more than like two seconds is that no like at first like now alex could post herself walking down the and street again, yeah. and we get but at first, like with those get ready with me's would be like, get ready with me to do this. And then it changes. And then the next shot probably won't be on your 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 screen for more than five seconds. And yeah. then it'll cut to something else. Got like she's still in the same seat. Yeah. And then the cuts at first, I think, are a little bit more important. Then you can do a little bit longer later in the video. Got it. Keep you know? the attention. Because yeah. then people yeah. are already there. Like I would assume if somebody makes it past there's probably like studies on this, yeah. but if you make it past like the 10 second mark, yeah, you're staying. <laughs> people probably stay yeah. are much more likely to stay. Yeah. So yeah. makes sense. But like at first, so I learned that from watching her videos and that's another thing like you can find. And that's something that I think maybe I heard that from Joe Rogan or whatnot. Like you can learn yeah. like little tips, stuff, yeah. that are from people that are not related to you at no all. Doubt. Like, yeah. I'm never going to do a get ready with me with makeup. Yeah. But you're dissecting the Alex <laughs> Like, I get why she, yeah. like, you have to understand why she's winning. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I did. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's cool. But last question for you. I appreciate your time, man. I know we've been oh, been a while. Oh, this is awesome. The, um, you know, your, your, your journey, like, you, we talked about it, like, kicked off the Barstool show, you know, the ups and downs of it all. I think, you know, it's inspirational for content creators, but also just for anyone who's young and trying to make it in, yeah, make it in the media yeah, world. Yeah. So yeah, well, give me like a, maybe your best piece of advice or best piece of advice you've been told or best yeah, piece of advice yeah, you yeah, have yeah, for yeah. someone just trying to make it. So obviously there's all the like things you hear yeah. that it's like, oh, like it's like embrace the sauce, like <laughs> whatnot. But I would just say there's, there's a huge value in just staying around. Yeah. And showing up. Yeah, so true. If I yeah. stopped showing up and staying around at Barcelona, I wouldn't have had success at tic on TikTok. Yeah. But I just kept showing up. Yeah. And sometimes I think back and I don't even know how I did it. Yeah. Like not because it was hard to get up in the morning and go to Barstool Sports. I mean, people yeah. fucking are going to coal mines. But I'm yeah. saying from the perspective of like, damn, like I really could have 
lost all confidence. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll think back to like how I didn't break from the college football show thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, like, but it, like, I'm like, even in the moment you didn't even think about it. Yeah. You're just keep going. You were <laughs> almost like, yeah, you just yeah. kept going. Yeah. So that's my biggest piece of advice. Like whatever you're doing, Obviously, if you're yeah. doing something a lot and it's not working at all, you got to switch some things <laughs> up. Self-awareness. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. that's what I did. Like, I mean, I, Dave said I was boring. And he was right. I yeah. did not take that opportunity. Yeah. And, and so, but then I changed some things around. Yeah. And you just kept going. I kept shooting videos. And it just like, it, it's eventually worked. And that's like, when I'm trying these long-form YouTube videos, at first they're really tough. And I have to remind myself, yeah, the videos I make on TikTok now are much easier for me, but that's because I've done it. So many times. Yeah. 10,000 times. Like, I don't yeah. even know how many times. Yeah. So the biggest thing is like keep going, stay alive, um, literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, really, I, you know, I, I do think like journaling, um, you know, faith is really important. That may not be for you. It's huge for me. But just kind of really believing in yourself. And sometimes you're not going to believe in yourself, but as long as you just, like, show up. Yeah. And also, I was listening to um, an interview with Habib, the former UFC fighter. He's mm -hmm. retired. And he was telling us he has a gym in Dagestan, Russia, and everybody in Dagestan, Russia, wants to be just like him, mm -hmm. Islam Akhachev, whatnot, these big-time UFC yeah. champions. And, and then in the gym, sometimes there's these guys who make it. They're the top 50 guys in Dagestan, and now they're training there. And he was saying, hey, sometimes these guys, they, they show up, and then like they almost want it to be a little bit easy. It's like, you're pushing me too hard. It's like, Hey, at the end of the day, like if you want to leave, go home, mm. like yeah. you're, go back to your mom. She'll make you breakfast yeah. and uh, you can sleep in. It'll be easy. <laughs> yeah. You go. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, he's like, also, and this isn't true a hundred percent because if you have issues, you should like reach out and whatnot. But like, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Like there's, he said it. And his quote was, there will be a champion no matter what. Yeah. If you quit, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, leave. But Because there's always going to be somebody who wins. Yeah. But if you stick around and you, you work hard, you do it, like, that can be you. Yeah. And, may, and maybe you don't win the belt. Yeah. But, like, winning, like, a fight in the UFC for those, like, that's a, yeah. like, even if you end up losing some more, like, like that, there's a huge victory in that. So don't forget there there will be a champion no matter what. Like there will be. I love it. Like yeah. like and when you're working hard and it feels like the world's coming like down, you have to remind yourself it's like yeah, like this is how it feels like for a lot of people. Yeah. And like here's the thing nobody cares. Nobody like cares. like you have to yeah. like like if you want to leave, leave. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Like we, we, somebody will replace you. Yeah. I'm making a graphic that says nobody cares. There's going to be a champion no matter what. Yeah, Jack, yeah. Jack Mack. Habib <laughs> <laughs> said that nobody cares. Like, like, uh, and I, I uh, listen to him say that like every day. Like, look, it's like on my YouTube, uh, my uh, YouTube recents. Um, you know, I'll play it. It won't take a. Where is it? 
It's right here. <laughs> you gotta get YouTube Premium. I know, I know. That's like the bar. Bar's not paying me now. Yeah. Right here. Do you have personal problem, family? No, because you don't know. Like you just see how he fight and he go. Yeah. And for this one, you have to train so hard. If you don't want, call us. Somebody go else. back. Go back to Dagestan. Nobody gonna ask about yourself. <laughs> Without you or with you. There is, is on, always going to be champions. Mm. With your name, yeah. this is your choice. Yeah. You want to put your name there? Okay, work hard. No? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so That's so good. Yeah, yeah. and he, I mean, I love, I, so I love MMA to like my core. Football is like, will always be my first love. But those guys, like the aspect of the individual. Yeah. Man in the arena. Man in the arena and the aspect of like how hard you have to work. And then like it's all on you. Like there's no – and that's – it's the same way in football because like if you don't do your assignment, like it's like you have to do it. But like there's nobody else. Yeah. And But like you said, like go back to Dagestan. Like nobody going to ask about you. Like nobody going to ask about you. (laughs) so good. Like there will be champions no matter what. Yeah. There will be – so I always tell myself that. It's like – Okay, like, do you want to do it or not? Yeah. Like, stop complaining. Like, yeah. stop being a pussy. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> and that's why, like, I wasn't good at football, but it, that's what, like, playing football, like, taught me. It's like, yeah. sometimes it's like, like, you just have to, like, look yourself in the mirror and be like, stop being a pussy. Yeah. And, like, like stop crying. Like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, one of my favorites, it goes right into it, is, like, the whole, most people, the reason most people fail is just because they quit. Yeah, and, oh, and 100%. Consistency is what differentiates people. And so, so that's true. like, I mean, I would yeah. say, like, I'm that to the fucking, like, I don't think I'm funnier than... You just showed up more than everybody else. Yeah, and then, like, I just, like, like things just started to work. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like, they just did. You cre- like, cre- just, create your own luck. Just yeah, 100%. Out. I yeah. And I... Yeah. And I have to remind myself in other areas of my life that too. So I don't think I like I that's like a, the mental battle of every day, like just yeah. life. Like you just have to like. But when you I think. Uh, who's that guy? Uh, Alex Hermani. Hermosi. Yeah. Hermosi. Yeah. He's 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 crazy. But I, I like him. He's a great quote. You yeah. Like say it? yeah, I think I am. It's like about confidence. Yeah. 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 It's like confidence doesn't come from like self affirmations Dude. in the mirror. Yeah. It's like confidence comes from stacking so many wins so highly that yeah. it's like. Yeah. It, it's so, a sack of undeniable proof that yeah, you are who you yes. say you are. <laughs> yeah. So that quote, and I think I have to like remind myself, it's like, I don't want to get cocky about what's going on with like success on TikTok, but it's like, it's. It's good for self-confidence yeah. to remind yourself, no, you can will win, you will win, yeah. you just have to keep going. Yeah. And sometimes, and that's why I really like MMA, sometimes you lose. Yeah. Sometimes you get knocked out just brutally, yeah. and then you have another fight. Yeah. And then the, the journey continues. Yeah. Like, there's a guy like um, Charles Oliveira, he won the belt, he doesn't have it now, but he, he was like, people were like, oh, very close to being cut. Yeah. And he almost didn't, he, he was almost cut by the UFC. He lost a bunch in a row. And then he just went on a winning streak and he became the champion. I love it. Yeah. Like, so true. And that's because he kept, like, he was yeah. like, no, I know I'm better. Some, and that's, that Kanye, I can't say the word, but in the quote, in a song, it's like, sometimes I'll say this to myself. It's like, and I think a lot of people think this too. It's like, I forget which song it's in, but he's like, damn these 
and is that much mm. better than me? Like, yeah. Most people aren't. They yeah. just did the work. Yeah. Like they're not that. Like people. Yeah. Like I. I bet you probably think that too about the media stuff no too. Doubt. It's like I, you, like, people. You're not that much better than somebody no. else, but. You've done it now a billion times. You've no, talked no. about a billion things. You know what yeah. works, what doesn't. Yeah. Like you're so far ahead of someone just keep just going. starting. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I say it all the time. That's like my favorite thing. It's just, we just keep going. Like you just keep continuously just keep going and, and eventually it works out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, that, and like you obviously adjust along the way, but you exactly. Like you just have keep to be smart being, about it. Yeah. But just keep stacking that proof. Yeah, yeah. stacking the proof. Yeah. And, so, and it applies every everything in life, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a creator, whether you're oh, a yeah, it's making going. art. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sometimes, and I'll see this a lot from creatives, this is where you need to, and I think that Joe Rogan talks about this book, The Art of, or The War of, War on Art, or The War of Art or something. And it's like, no, you have to, you have to take this, like people, this, They'll be like, I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. Like, I only do things when I feel like uh, I have inspiration. It's like, no, you have to. Create the inspiration. You have to. Yeah. No, yeah. You have to treat this job as if it's a construction job. Yeah. You show up at 530. Yeah. And if you don't, you're fired. Yeah. And sometimes creatives, I think sometimes they get a little bit like, that's what I take from football players, any sport, MMA fighters. Like, you have to show up to the gym every day. Yeah. And they do it. Yeah, even, even when, when they like don't it. feel like yeah. it and that's what we were talking about earlier I was thinking about it when I was coming I don't know why I was thinking about it but I, when I was walking over here I was like because sometimes you don't feel like doing something Yeah, I was like I, and I was going to ask you that about football play, like not that you don't, you don't want to play the game but like you're not you no football player in the NFL right now is at 100% no they're, they're like they're all hurt yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they they show up on game day they find a way yeah, yeah. and that's you you have to show up yeah. every day yeah and, and it'll work so yeah. but but if you don't you're gonna lo- there will be a champion no matter what <laughs> yeah so good that's so good uh that's good man well i appreciate your time this has been cool and, yeah, and no, uh, been it's awesome. been fun to watch your success and watch yeah, your trajectory yeah, you rise man so i'm excited to see i mean it's, it's going to be crazy to see uh where each other are in just a few years from now, right? No, it's going to be, cool be to... yeah. We'll have to run yeah. it back, and we'll yeah, be like, we will, uh, for sure. yeah, you know, I think yeah. we're gonna run it back, and it'll be, uh, be like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, remember yeah. that podcast we did yeah. in that studio in New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool, man. It I appreciate it. It'll be awesome. All right, cool. thanks, thanks for having man. me on, and uh, this is awesome. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. Yeah.